0: You're listening to the Sunday Dinner Podcast, where we enjoy conversations with folks from our Emanuel Church family about life, faith, and our God who knits us all together. Now, John, we're here for some Sunday dinner, but we're not actually eating a meal here today. Is that right? Unfortunately, no. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, we do enjoy high-quality content, and that is uh, one thing we can guarantee. Although there'll be no eating... there will be some good spiritual food, I think. Soul food. Absolutely. Definitely some soul food today. You know, thinking about food, um, you're a pastor's kid, we have that similar upbringing. So, think back to some of those really amazing church potluck suppers, okay? I'm sure you had some good ones. I know growing up as boys, man, the smells that would waft through the sanctuary when those were being ready... What were some of the favorite, your favorite of those uh, potluck meals? Well, first of all, I always tried to go through the line without my mom.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. You go through with mom, you know, (laughs) she she would manage what went on the plate. Of course. Yeah. uh, Well, actually, for me, growing up, um, there was this woman in our church who made this jello salad with, like, whipped cream in it. And I mean, you know, I, a lot of those plates would have the compartments, the three compartments. Yeah, indeed. And I, the big compartment that should be with the protein <laughs> was the <laughs> jello, the jello salad compartment. <laughs> but uh, no, it was lots of lots of things you never ate before. Of course, we, I grew up in Maryland. But when I went down south, that's where the oh, potlucks man. got really interesting. Stuff I'd never seen before. Um, Some greens fat 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 bag in <laughs> the world's fat back there was a woman in the church down in georgia uh, evelyn brannon that made something called copper pennies oh, which were were cooked car- i guess they were cooked yeah cooked carrots that were marinated in some kind of vinegar sauce wow and they were divine i mean they were fantastic
0: awesome <laughs> but
1: i've i've I've, t- I've talked about it with lisa but um, i don't have a recipe and she's gone now so mm. anyway how about you? What was it like for you?
0: I think. Well, we had some really good ones. I remember Meredith in the vestry. That was some. There were some good meals, but one sticks out to me. One dish for sure um, in Bangor when we were. My dad was ministering in Bangor, Maine, mm-hmm. and Uncle Kenny's chili is by far one of our favorite dishes. Andy and I still recount about that. Today. A real uncle or just No, Church no, uncle? that's what we called him. Yeah, Uncle okay. Kenny was not our real uncle. He was somebody's real uncle, but um, <laughs> <laughs> not ours, but we thought more highly of him and I think called him Uncle Kenny more readily because his chili was amazing. And he he did not have uh, any special recipe. In fact, he kind of would say, oh, "I just put it all together." Uh it was the best chili I've ever eaten. So every uh. time I make chili, I'm trying in my mind to recreate that flavor, and it never hits the same
1: way. <laughs> so was, he, was his chili the kind of thing? If you didn't get through the line early, it was
0: gone? There was always plenty, which oh, is really? ironic. Yeah, but but everybody had it. It was always It was well known that you needed to get to Uncle Kenny's chili. But every time there was a meal, it was there. So it was that staple you could always depend upon because... As many good things we can recount from uh, Sunday potlucks, there are also some pretty questionable <laughs> things too. <laughs> certainly, so uh, yeah. So I am curious because we have our guest here with us. Uh, our guest today is Mark Lacasse. Mark, we're glad to have you with us today. <laughs> Thank you
2: for having me, gentlemen. <laughs> I, okay. I, I do feel a little set up with you guys doing the opening talking about food. I <laughs>
0: know <laughs> it is brutal. <laughs> and, uh, so you're probably, uh, like us, no stranger to church potlucks. Do you have a, a dish that sticks out to you?
2: Oh, it's hard to say. We One of the fun things that we used to do here at Emanuel Church is we'd have cook-offs on different things. Yeah. And uh, we we had uh, a soup contest and a chowder contest one year, which was wonderful. Nice. And we enjoyed that there were all kinds of interpretations and variations, and and. Uh, Still remember a couple of folks that uh, thought they had gold medal <laughs> in gold the bag. Medal in the bag. <laughs> who, the, who, the, who Where, were the judges back then? Oh, the ju- Well what it was was um, you each person that went through took a, a quantity of whatever they looked enticing to them uh-huh. and then they went back through and they had little tokens. And so many tokens. So if you thought this was the best. So it was democratic. That's right. So you would put three tokens here, two tokens here, a token here. And Mm. he with the most tokens wins. Nice. Uh,
0: (laughs) And if you're married, you put all your tokens in your spouse's basket.
2: Well, (laughs) maybe, maybe. If you want to stay married. That's right. (laughs) If you want to stay. That's something down south
1: they would not have chowder.
0: Oh, no. So that's a that's a very new. England you go as far as Maryland and clam chowder. That's true. you know, that's yeah. red and man- brothy. Manhattan. Yeah.
1: Man so were Manhattan you cooking were you cooking for that stuff? Absolutely. What was your thing? Uh <laughs> I,
2: I actually this one I I did not get in the chowder um competition. I get in the soup competition. What was it? With a loaded potato soup. Oh man. Did and, you win Uh as I recall I had more tokens than the rest of the competitors. I was <laughs>
0: Let
1: them have it. That's great.
2: <laughs> now, this was was it all blind? You didn't know who made it, or you, there was some idea. Maybe no, there of was some it? idea. We 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 served the okay. you know. and as we do here at Emanuel, we advertised and we promoted, <laughs> and and we were, you know, <laughs> of course, it, we had fun with it. Good. You have to have fun. That's
0: I like. I'd like to try that big
2: potato. Yeah, it was very, very- good. <laughs> was that an original recipe or No sir, it was it was uh stolen and uh, it, it just <laughs> I you know, I have mean, doctored up a little bit. Of course. So. Yeah. So did, how much of the cooking did you do
1: or how much do you do now at the house? Or growing uh, up, did you did you make a lot of
2: meals? Yeah, not growing up I didn't. No, I mean, I'm sorry, man, when I your know, kids were growing up. When the kids were growing up, um no, Kathy made more of the meals than I did, but the mm-hmm. last 20 years since they've been gone from the house I probably prepare ninety percent of the meals. What's your what's your favorite thing? Uh, steak, potato, and green veggie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a New England man. I, I,
1: well, and, how about when the kids were home? Was there one meal that Dad made that they all looked forward
2: to, or they wanted
1: you to make? Or
2: well, the way that my kids ate, um, it wasn't what they wanted as much as what the budget would allow. Of course, <laughs> hamburger helper, man. Yeah. It, <laughs> you had to stretch that's for sure. you had to make things go far we were we were looking at six gallons of milk a week and so
1: for those who don't know how many
2: kids i have four sons they're all grown now they're uh uh, 35 37 40 and 42 wow awesome yeah Mm. and and i what's going i have uh well Come August, I'll have 10 grandchildren. Wow, so that's I'll awesome. Nice right <laughs> that's now. awesome. Yeah. We're real excited about it. It'll that's be a good. lot of fun.
0: So tell us a little bit. Um, you were, you've been sharing with this, this with me before, and um, your wife, for those listening, is Kathy. Tell us a little bit about how you and Kathy met. Kathy was a mail-order bride. Oh, <laughs> All ahead. right, so that begs a story, right? Yeah, well, she was
2: actually <laughs> delivered right to my door. Wow. And uh, I grew up on Whitehall Road in, here in Rochester. And uh, Kathy's mom and my mom were roommates in college and best friends for years and years and years. And along with another lady, uh, Dot Sorensen, they, they lived after they all graduated from Plymouth State College. They moved to Nashua and took their first teaching job and lived together. And then Dottie and Ruth went cross-country. We used to tease them they went across country in a covered wagon because of how long ago it was, (laughs) which is absolutely not true. But anyway, my mom uh, met my dad and they got married and lived here in Rochester. So when uh, my mother-in-law, Ruth, um, they would come back every couple, two or three years to visit her folks who lived in Lancaster, New Hampshire. Kathy was came to my house. They would stop to see Marianne on their trips as hey, you're all familiar with all those. And she'd come in and she was tall and skinny and just, I, you know, she didn't play football or baseball. So <laughs> it, it wasn't. And then I left for a couple of years and, uh, at 19, when she was 17, she came back and I asked if, uh, if I had ever met her before, because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't recognize her. Um, anyway, and she informed me that we had met. And, <laughs> um, and anyway, we uh, started corresponding and, and uh, writing letters in those days. And Really? I, yeah, oh, absolutely. Do you have any of them? Oh, she has all of them. And I actually wrote her, now this is going to be a shock to you, probably both of you, but I wrote her poetry. Wow. And uh, nice. sent her poetry, and she has her poetry that I wrote her framed. Um, La Casanova. Wow. <laughs> like, yes. Mark La Casanova. Anyway, long story short, I, she came out uh, the next summer, and I went up to Lancaster and spent some time up there and wound up uh, two days after Christmas— becoming a resident of the fine state of california you had good reason yes yes and she <laughs> said that uh, i chased her and chased her and chased her until she caught me So uh, <laughs> that, those are, that's her nice quote.
1: did you did you date a lot
2: um growing in yeah, high school and stuff? Uh, yeah yeah uh, yeah i would say yes I, we were busy yeah. <laughs> it, it, uh, <laughs> and i enjoyed you know, I enjoyed talking. I enjoyed people's company, and we had a lot of fun. We did a lot of.
1: So, when you're yeah, writing her these letters, you're not—you're a couple. Um, no. So you're no, writing I'm poetry not. to a girl that's not your girlfriend. Yeah, because you're three thousand well, miles. I, apart. I was fond of her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. I, I know. I know. It's good <laughs> to be fond. Um, so, so. So
2: long-distance relationship, no commitment. No. But it was, it was. we both knew it was serious. Interesting. Um, and ironically, what we didn't know at the time was that, or what I knew on my end and she knew on her end, but we didn't know, is that my mother was telling me, don't you dare hurt that girl because her <laughs> mother is one of my best friends, and that's not going to be good. And now, her mother's saying the same thing to her. Now oh, you're not wow. a Christian then. No, I was, I was raised Catholic. Raised Catholic. I had a strong belief in God, even from a very early age.
1: But you're, I guess you're, um, when you really got to know the Lord or became or on fire for Christ, would have been when you were in California.
2: Absolutely, yes. Yeah. South Union Free Will Baptist Church, 110 McKee Road, Bakersfield, California. Wow, wow. So nice. what, was, what was unique about that? It was something that I had never really experienced before, and, and the term that I use is Interactive. That church was interactive. The, the Catholic church that I'd been going to here was the norm, and a and a, by all definitions a very good church. Um, but you went there, and I don't know. I wasn't a participant, I guess, mm. in or at least, and maybe that's on me. But I didn't feel like I was a participant. But at the uh, at the church in California, it was. It was different I, I was a participant i yeah. i uh i enjoyed that and and the main reason that i went to that church is that kathy told me um beyond a shadow of a doubt the, the cards were laid right on the table from the get-go you don't go to church and you don't have a relationship with christ and you don't have a relationship with me wow and, Good for her. and uh, yeah, yeah she was as my friend would say firm, fair, and final about that, and, and good for her. Is right. I, I totally agree with that.
1: See, so grew up in right here in Rochester. I did. You went to s- your church was Holy Rosary.
2: No, I went to Saint Mary's. Saint
1: Mary's, of course. Yes.
2: Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. My my father had been raised went to Holy Rosary um, grammar school and Spaulding High School and Holy Rosary Church, but um, mom was from Warner, New Hampshire, and uh, was not French. So, the Mass there was in French or Latin at the time at Holy Rosary. St. Mary's, it was in Latin or English, hmm. uh, depending on which service you went to. Wow. So, went to the English service. How much they, French do you know? Say, um, merci. You've <laughs> <laughs> <now>, French fry. <laughs> French, uh, French toast. But your dad spoke
1: French. Yes, very, very well. Yeah. yeah. So, would he go to French Mass then?
2: Uh, early on, before he was married, yes. But then
1: he was St. Mary's, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yep.
2: Mm. yeah, it was. It was very interesting. It was. It was a. That moving to California was a ex- very, very exciting time in my life. There were all kinds of things that I had never even thought about, never experienced. Um, things that that just really hadn't even crossed my mind. I, I don't, I'm not sure why I was not the. I was out doing things we we always had in the neighborhoods here we had local teams that would you know we had a, we had our baseball team and our football team and our basketball <laughs> team and we'd go here and there and do different things with against other teams and uh, and that was fun, but i didn't just sit around and think i guess is is what i'm what mm. I would say it was more we were always doing something we were always active we were in the woods building forts and doing mm. that kind of stuff as a kid in the wintertime we were building igloos in the backyard and, you know, digging out tunnels and snow bankings. Um, but I got to California, and things changed. Uh, I was on my own, mm. you know, it number makes a one, difference. which, yeah. which uh, made a big difference. So you pretty much had to think about what you were doing and how you were doing it. And, mm. and, and I was in love, <laughs> and that was different. I had only been in love with me up to that point, point. Uh, and now it was someone else <laughs> that was uh the focus of my attention wow uh, but it was a great time i i wouldn't trade those those days for anything those are some of the fondest memories i have in my entire life
1: so being in california did your appreciation for rochester grow we always wanted
2: yeah we always wanted to move back to rochester kathy loves new england and um She's got a sign in the dining room of our house that says, I wasn't born in New Hampshire, but I got here as quickly as I could. Oh, I like that. <laughs> and sign. I sometimes wonder if maybe I was just the you know, the vessel that got her back <laughs> to New Hampshire somehow. I'm not sure. But, but uh, anyway, we've... Forty, 40 an anchor, years ago. You're
1: an anchor husband?
2: Mm, I am. And a, and a trophy wife. With a, with a trophy <laughs> wife. So it, it, it's um, one of the things that you should know, we... We got married September second, nineteen seventy eight, and uh, we had decided, and both of our families knew it, that we were going to immediately, forty eight hours after we got married, we were on the road, wow. in a nineteen seventy four Dodge Charger pulling a small four by six U haul behind us. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was quite a thing, and uh, we got into Yellowstone National Park. We, we were just kind of honeymoon honeymooning across the United States, so technically. We are still on our honeymoon because we haven't moved back to California. so Amen. I like it. Forty-four <laughs> years later, we're still honeymooning. Good for you. Um, anyway, on a Saturday night in Yellowstone in a little small white cabin, the uh, Kathy, I didn't even know it, but she woke up in the middle of the night, got up with a piece of paper and a pencil, and she drew a picture hmm. of a church uh, with a, a pointed roof and a steeple and a cross on it and four white pillars and and when i woke up in the morning she said to me she said held the picture up and she said this is the church that god wants us to attend when we get to rochester so i'm immediately start thinking where is that church i lived in rochester for 20 years and i was trying to figure out where that church was i had no clue where that church was wow and uh, we got here and drove in the parking lot, and in those days, the, this building that we're in now didn't exist. It was just the original building, the first, the the church, if you will, a, yeah. no family life center and, you know, none of that. And we drove in the parking lot, and there were those four white pillars, and she pulled the picture out of her pocket and held it up, and she said, I, I think we're home. Wow. And that was 44 years ago. Uh, anyway, almost 45 now, so... That is awesome yeah it was wow. very it, it, I love the fact that that gives us roots mm. and and the roots run very deep, but it also makes there there are also you know other sides to having deep roots it makes it hard to to think about doing anything else
0: mm. Mm. So, interesting yeah
2: so to back
0: back to California for a little are you were you baptized out there
2: i was okay awesome yes yeah. And that was at the Free Will Baptist Church. It was, yeah, it was at the Free Will Baptist Church. We got, I got baptized there, and I want to say mid July, something like that. So, wow, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a good, um, a wonderful uh, church. There was so much different than churches here, or church that I had known up to that point. Um, church that i had known up to that point was very organized and very specific if you will church there was laid back and part of the reason because the weather was always great and the windows were always open and it was a small building in a congregation i mean on a big day when we were overloaded we had 70 people and that you know that was like christmas <laughs> and easter and those kinds of things oh. but um, a wonderful group of people um, just an amazing uh, um, array. There was a lady there, and her name I will never forget it. She's she's gone on to be with the Lord now. Her name was Beulah Nash, mm. and and uh, I was I, we, Kathy and I and Kathy's twin sister Carol. We would go to Beulah's house on Sunday nights. I was convinced that Beulah could just. It was like the only thing I could could compare it to was uh you remember the bat phone commissioner Gordon. (laughs) if he needed batman he just picked up the bat phone and batman was on the other end it was a wonderful i was absolutely convinced that god and beulah had a direct line it was you know it was like the the white house and the kremlin but what an amazing lady and Mm. she gave us uh, she modeled for us what it meant to be uh, a Christian, and, and uh, praise God. Yeah, I, I I lived in a rough part of town over there because we, we let's just say we weren't affluent. And when I tell you we weren't affluent, I mean <laughs> even using the word affluent in that in that <laughs> text is is above. I was broke. This is what it amounted to. We were paycheck to paycheck, and mm. I lived at uh, on 505 15th Street and it was a rough neighborhood. Uh, and there was all kinds of things going on in that neighborhood back there 45 years ago. And one night, um, in those days, you know, the, the cutting edge technology for music was eight tracks. So I had four <laughs> boxes of eight tracks sitting on the back seat of my, of my Dodge Charger and came out one morning to find out that the door had been jimmied and the four boxes were gone. And I was lamenting to Beulah that night that they're gone. She said, well, did you have any Christian music in there? I said, yes. Of the 158 tracks, there was one. And she said, well, maybe the thieves will listen to that and get saved. Wow. And I was like, oh, <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> but it, that thought process and the beginning of how you change, you know, thinking about how the world mm acts and how you react to things that happen to you started early on in those days with her and for every billy grand
1: there's a bela nash you bet you know they, they're just as important mm. and integral what was the one christian eight track I, uh wasn't larry norman one? It,
2: no although i have a lot of larry norman albums i love yeah i, I, you're I, saying I really enjoy larry norman and a, and a bunch of other people too it was a group that was a a a group from los angeles that would come down probably twice a year to church called the land family hmm. and i don't know that they ever received incredible notoriety you know as far as the, uh, the world is concerned but they were just absolutely fantastic they would come down and have a seven o'clock concert that was supposed to go to nine o'clock and we never would get out of there before midnight Wow! Because we we wow. just everybody be singing and having a great time and it, and it, it was just wonderful. And mm. they would get to nine o'clock and they would go, "We're having way too much fun, and we're just going to keep playing until everybody's sick of looking at us." <laughs> and, and, and nobody ever got sick of looking at them because they, it was it was just a one. I, I haven't thought of them in years and years and years, but that was the that was the eight track, the Land family. Wow, and that's yeah, cool. It was quite a thing. <laughs> It was quite a thing.
1: Anyway, that's awesome. So help me understand. You said you said sometimes the rootedness of um, of being here could could sometimes um, be a little bit of a, a, a burden or, or a hindrance. Or I, I get I mean, I like having a, a definite word from the Lord about where to be and where to get rooted. Yeah. But did, have you felt over the last forty five years of your participation in ministry here that um. Sometimes there were things you would rather
2: rather have done. Places I'd rather have been. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, to be in a word. Um, and
1: you did for a little while, didn't you? Try to you plant pl- a church? Yeah, we went and planted Maine?
2: a church in uh, in Berwick, Maine. Now was that from? Was that that was under Emanuel, the auspices of Emmanuel Emmanuel Church Outreach? And but I never I didn't look at that as us leaving Emmanuel Church. We were we would just. Uh, it was a, uh, an arm of Emanuel Church, if you will. We, mm. were, we were at the Knights of Pythias, as I recall, and, and uh, Floyd and Fanny Lynn, and Tom and Connie Mann, and Kathy and I. I hope I am not leaving somebody out. I hate to make lists because I know, I know, I know. I just anyway, <laughs> if I am leaving somebody out, I apologize. But uh, <laughs> it it was uh, it was good. We we had a going concern there for quite a while. Uh, you were leading you know, worship, right? Uh, I was I was, Or singing I was playing guitar and singing, yes Is that right? Yes right. I, just, I just made a note of that That was that's another a... life you Go ahead and write that down <laughs> if you'd like and Notice unput, underline was Wow okay. Yes All right and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Also played the trombone But um, that was and, Although it's, my grandkids love to come over to the house And play the trombone with oh, me That's though. awesome so That's a lot of fun <laughs> Yeah I, I enjoyed planting that church. There was a, it was a good outreach. It it uh and a lot the community supported it. And the church um went on and on and on and on. Awesome. From there, yeah, we uh, Anyway, it was good. We decided through some circumstances in our lives that it was important and it was time to come back to Emanuel. So we came back to Emanuel. We also left to at, at one point briefly with some other people from Emmanuel Church to to follow where the Lord was leading us mm. and uh, and we did that for a very very short season but wound up coming right back here.
1: And, mm. So you've seen a lot of changes here. I mean if, yes. Not just on the campus but I mean people, philosophies, pastors,
2: mm. ideas. It's interesting. It uh, and and um I was not always completely in love with what was happening here. I mean, there mm-hmm. were several times that in in our several is probably not the right term, but there were at least two or three times in our lives that that we prayed, you know, Lord, what are we doing here? This just doesn 't feel right it doesn 't seem right it doesn 't seem like home um it 's not necessarily. And and again, please don't hear that I'm talking all about feelings, because it's it's for me it's not about feelings. It's mm. about if this is where the Lord leads you to to worship, and then this is where I'm going to worship. And and conversely, if He says to me, you know, you're out of there. This is where I want you to go tomorrow. I, I'll be following where He wants me to go tomorrow. And mm. and I've said that to people who are um, over the years that have decided to leave the church and, and go somewhere else. And I said, you know, if God's leading you to someplace, I'll throw you the biggest party, and we'll have a wonderful time, and I wish you the best of luck. And mm. But if, if that's not the case, then you m- maybe reconsider a little bit. <laughs> By the way, it blessed my heart. I think I showed it to
1: you. I was digging around up in the balcony looking for something, and I found a, a trove of old pictures, and a picture of you helping out with VBS maybe, or... Oh boy. <laughs> it's from, I mean, it's, it's long, an, long, Let's just say it's an antique. Long time, long time. Ago. <laughs> yeah. But I thought, you know, God, you weren't always
2: in leadership here. I mean, man, help for. I don't know. I went, we got here in 78, and I'd been saved probably four or five months. Right. And uh, all of a sudden, found myself leading the youth group. So somewhere around here, you'll find a sign that's about. One inch or one foot tall and two feet long. That says, "Give me some feedback." First mark one one, because I couldn't get the kids to talk. Wow. And and uh, anyway, they're up there somewhere. Wow. And it's first mark with a C. (laughs) (laughs) So you'll recognize them immediately. The French French way is the
0: right
1: way. We. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So so not always. I mean, you, you you were you were involved. Because you, you were happy to volunteer, and you've always been somebody that people, yeah. you know, want to have in, in the room. But you 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 haven't been an elder. I guess you've been an elder for what ten, fifteen years. I Probably, think?
2: yeah. I don't yeah. know exactly when, but um, yeah. yeah, we'd have to check the record on. That. Yeah. yeah, there we go. <laughs> Be careful; they won't want to renew
1: my contract. <laughs> no, that's not true. But there was a there was a long period of time where you would have. You would have considered yourself, uh, you were very busy, you were building yes. family, home, business, you were, you know. Absolutely,
2: but we were real involved here too, um, always, whether it was cooking or men's ministry, or uh, for a long time I was uh, chairman of Christian education. Yeah. And when we were running double Sunday schools, we 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 had a as I recall, and I might be wrong on my times, but we had either a 9.30 or 10 o'clock service, and then we had an 8.30 to 9.30 before the service, which was a full Sunday school, a full Sunday school with, you know, 12 or 14 teachers, every grade, adult classes, the whole, the whole bit, and then an exact same mirror image with the same participation. We had, as I recall at the time... 400 people attending, 4, 450 at that time, and and they were split into two groups, and we had a before and after, and different teachers in the first group and different teachers in the second group. It was hmm. it required and, a whole lot of action. And you were part of some championship softball teams here? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did we win? I mean, we, did you- yeah, we did. We did the, the, the Twin State Church Softball League, Maine and New Hampshire, yes. What, I, what position fun. did you play on that? Uh, wherever they needed me, I, they hid me on first base most of the time. <laughs> if you can hide someone of my <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: my uh, physical prowess, yeah.
2: we had a good time. It was so much fun. It was it was one of the it, we used that as a as an outreach to uh, people that you know friends and and now the vast majority of the people on the team were and and have been members for years and years and years, and, and it was fun. But there was always one or two guys that would join us for the mm-hmm. summer, and the requirement was if if you're going to play softball, you come to church. Mm-hmm. That, and the same deal with the, with the uh, basketball league that we participated in, and we won that a few times too, That's as funny. I recall, uh, and that was a lot I'm of fun. I'm not shocked. And, and so was, were you? It was fun.
1: Now, you weren't. You guys wouldn't go out and recruit players, would
0: you? Some blue chip
1: folks uh, to find right. yeah. Well, if, the
2: thing is, if you can only bring on one or two players, and the criteria is that they attend church, um, you probably should bring on players I, that can protect their own position. Is that a good way for me to say it? Because I've been—I mean, I've been to some—I've been a part of some church
1: leagues where a guy backs up the church van one time, and you know they're on the team stuff like yeah. that. But you so to—no, so no, this you had to come to church. It was. So who who in the church today was a standout ball player that people might not expect to have been
2: a standout ball player? Uh, as far as i was concerned, on the softball team, I, I would go with Jim Henderson. Really? Jim, nice. Yes, Jim. Jimmy, he was. Boy, he was our leadoff batter, Jim and Henderson,
1: I, usher extraordinaire. Today. Yes, yes and, but, I, yeah.
2: and I will tell you that I think Jimmy hit probably seven fifty for for a <laughs> Really, he was on base always 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 oh, always nice. and then depending on the team we played because i i coached to to our opponent's ability if you would mm. or if you will and uh, and that was a lot of fun but jimmy would play center field or left field Depending on Now, where, where would you where would you hide the pastors on this? Oh, uh, on this team? <laughs> For the most part, they'd probably be in right field. Uh, <laughs> oh no, nobody, nobody went to right. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. And it, and terrible. and to add insult to injury, or if the left handed hitter came up, we'd swap the left fielder and the right fielder. Oh, <laughs> brutal. <laughs> I need your strengths on I'm the just, other side. Now. I'm just, yeah. I, I'm kidding. God no. has <laughs> called you to play right field. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. yes only for six of the eight batters or yep, nine okay. batters. <laughs> but that was a I lot see. of fun. We traveled a yeah. lot. We played. You know, we played in Southborough. We played in Acton, Maine. We played a couple of teams here in Rochester. We a team in Barrington. There were uh, there was a couple of Portsmouth teams, and it was a lot of fun. We had a trash talking. Yeah. No, it was, it was... It was very Christian. Yeah, yeah, it was... Okay. No, I... I <laughs> Define Christian. I mean, you know... Was it a church league officially or was oh, it... Oh, absolutely. Okay, okay yeah, yeah, no, you had to be sponsored by a church. Okay. And, and we always thought that a couple of those teams <laughs> weren't... I, I always wanted to go to one of those in particular and uh, it will remain nameless. Uh, on Sunday morning and see if I recognized anyone in the congregation. But, uh, but we did have a good time and, and I think that for the most part we were a good witness and mm, we were competitive and and, uh, and I know that, that it really knit us together as a group of men. Mm. That was a time when we were looking for ways to knit
1: mm. uh,
2: people together. Um, the, the And again, to get back to to california the 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 um, the, the feeling and i and i don't want to lead you on to think that it's all about emotion because mm. you know that i don't believe that, but the interactive part of church in california was was something that I had not really experienced before and mm. and and to me, that was something that was very very important, something that was the difference between what I had known and what I now knew. Mm. And I thought that as people came to church, if they could fit in, if they could find a a connection, Mm. whether that connection was, you know, the Sunday morning by what's being preached or whether it was the music or whether it was uh, a study or a, you know, a coffee clutch or uh, somehow if they got plugged in, the chances of them being able to grow and mature and, be stronger um, improved dramatically so so did you so you you know your spiritual formation
1: or when you really started to to grow was in a, a smaller church it was
2: and, when
1: you, and you came here that church probably would have been 100 that rot i mean emmanuel back yeah. then would probably be 100 or so so not that obviously it's it's not it's not about one being better than the other but you've you've had this church has been all over the place as far as size goes so what, what any any reflections on did you feel like church ran more smoothly when it was smaller or was it more easily personable, or did you like it when it was at a rolling boil or what um,
2: I don't think we ever had time when it was at a you know a rolling boil <laughs> to step back and think about right. whether it was working or not working. Mm. We were too busy uh greasing the wheels yeah. because if you stopped it, it Mm. We were going off the tracks, um, but did you ever get sad that it got big? No, I, I, I don't think we ever got big enough that it would make me sad. Awesome. I don't know that if um, if I was looking at the churches out in Texas and California now that are got, uh-huh. you know twenty thousand people, I I really like the dynamic of knowing the vast majority of the people who attend church and knowing them on a first-name basis. Mm, family. And, yeah, yeah. Now there's, you know, the distant aunts and uncles that you <laughs> see once a year. <laughs> That's true. But there are also the the friends and family that you see on a, you know. I mean, those things are really important, having those relationships, and and not superficial relationships. I think the relationships that I am most fond of in the church are the relationships with the people where we have both of us have uh as individuals or a group of men i'm thinking of like we we run a bible study on monday night and those guys are you know they're my brothers in battle they're Mm. they're they're some of my best friends in this world and uh and i really enjoy the time that we spend with them and the fact that i know them at a much deeper level than a lot of other people that i know um i'm very blessed and very fortunate that in a lot of ways i get to touch not physically but you know just personality wise and whatnot touch a lot of people touch teaching sunday school class being able to, to go up front and and being on the board of elders and whatnot and
1: um, by the way, last
2: night, I, you came to
1: the youth group
2: Bible yeah, Jeopardy night. Yeah, well, you, you who know... Won that? Who won that last night, I way? can't remember.
1: You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Oh, so you I did. know who was second.
2: No trophy last and night. And I'm pretty sure I know who was third, but um, I can't remember who won. Huh. Wasn't that Robin
0: Hood group? It was not oh, Robin Hood. Yeah, no. Didn't hit the mark no and
2: and
1: (laughs) we i was confused by the way well i i I couldn't stay for the whole thing but were you it wasn't was it anybody on the team could answer the question or or whoever asked for they had to answer it uh no anybody in the team could answer the question now you guys had dale Scheffner there how did you not take it home i mean uh, (laughs) i i i'm not sure
2: (laughs) i i uh We'd have to go back to the videotape to know for uh, sure. Well, I think, I think there, may been, there may have been some, some, clerical, some clerical errors okay. in the question, the formatting of the questions, uh, no, no, or in the uh, um, annotation of the uh, prize money. I also saw a human calculator up there doing some of the ad.
1: Uh, so I mean, I don't know,
2: but anyway. Uh, 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 we were very glad he was here I, and, I was, uh, very I was, thankful for his help. I was glad
1: I was glad you were you were here too. I was glad you were here too. I know. Well, anyway, well I'm sorry you didn't I'm sorry you didn't uh, come through but if you, well, it's if, not if, about you read, winning. if you read your Bob, oh, okay, yeah, that's right. All
2: right but <laughs> well, we were there to support not seriously. I, I the know, whole I reason that uh, Tom Kane and John Skeller and I and they, we had uh, opened it up to the other guys on that meet on Monday nights with us and they had prior engagements. Um, but we came to support the youth group because we think that's a very, very important thing to do. And that's great. Not only that, you get a chance to formulate some relationships potentially with some of the kids in the youth group, and certainly the leaders in the youth group. And that was not, awesome. Not that, only that, that we either. like Bible trivia. It's, mm. it's uh, and it was. We had a wonderful time.
1: And Brad's uh, plaid sport coat was just. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was something from. <laughs> The 70s, yeah. Uh, A long time ago.
2: Or earlier. or <laughs> <laughs> Might have been the 50s. Or I'm maybe sure. he's ahead. Maybe he's ahead. Of, I don't know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that, was, that was something
0: else, yeah. So I'm curious, Mark. You, yeah. you had uh, you had Beulah Nash out in California. Yeah. So who, who did God give you when you came to New Hampshire as <laughs> the Beulah Nash? It, it, did it you have yeah. one? Did you have someone that oh, was? Yeah. Okay. It, it, um, it, it,
2: he has always seemed to leave or put someone... Let's just say I never had to go searching for them. Mm. We found Beulah because Kathy and Carol had the relationship with Beulah long before I ever got there. Mm. And little did I know she was coaching them on, you know, on how to let um, guide or direct me <laughs> once I got there. Which, <laughs> thank, you know, in retrospect, thank God for that. But out here, uh, I worked at at uh, Sammy McDuffie's in Rochester, here, the furniture store on Hanson Street. My dad owned it. I owned it after him, and um, I'm walking down the street one day, and I get all the way up to where the candy store used to be, and lo and behold, there's the Eastern Region Association. Their offices are right there, and inside is Dick Dubois and Clint Tabor. Huh. So I go in and say hi, and that started a friendship uh, long, long, that lasted for years and years mm. and years and years. And Dick um, grew up in the Catholic Church and, you know, saved and went to Went to Bible College and wound up uh, ministering here, and so there was that uh, uh, affiliation there. And Clint uh, Clint Tabor loved to play golf, and I loved to play golf. So he and I, he and I, and his son-in-law uh, went to the Cape one year to play golf for four days, and it, it was a torrential downpour for four days. Oh, brutal! And we got eighteen holes in. All four days, it was wonderful. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm no, not, surprised. not at all. We had a great time. It's just it doesn't matter. It, it, it is what it is. But those two gentlemen mm. um, hmm. were there, and they opened their doors to me, and opened their minds and their hearts and their thoughts, and uh, and I really appreciated that. It was something I needed, and it. Uh, I'd like to tell you that from California right through today that it's been a gradual ascent of, in my life of, of uh, getting better and better and better, and that's just not the truth. <laughs> that is just completely mm. inaccurate. It, it, it ebbed and flowed up and down and up and down, and uh, mm. there were a lot of things. I, I was uh, stubborn and, and um, pig-headed, <laughs> and it's probably the best two terms that describe me. And and God said, you um, you need to listen to what I have to say, and you will listen to what I'm going to have to say. <laughs> and and uh, finally, I went, okay, time out, enough, you win. Uh, I am listening to what you have to say, and mm. and uh, and that was probably I want to say thirty years ago now mm. in my life, and mm. and it it changed changed my life completely yeah. and i just said lord okay you win whatever it is you got i'm all in let's wow. go that's awesome yeah so, and then you started i haven't regretted and, and since then it has been that gradual ascent that that i thought was the right way to mature as a christian mm-hmm. not that i've achieved because i'm i'm not saying that at all but what I am saying is that the desire to achieve and is is still as strong as it was thirty years ago.
0: Mm. Praise God! So yeah,
1: and that's
2: made it possible,
1: really, for you to be a Beulah Nash to other mm. people. And you, there are a lot of people in here that would look to you that way. And yeah. has that been fun for you being on the
2: being a, a minister here? Really? Well, uh, I, I, thank you for the kind words. Those are. <laughs> so what, I, I'm not sure it's they're true. appropriate, but true. Um, I like to invest in people. I mm-hmm. I like to invest in in kids because there are a lot of them out there, and I had opportunity over my lifetime to invest in kids that were that needed help. That uh, a couple of them came and lived with me for a while, and 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 to see them doing things today that weren 't even remotely on their radar all those years ago in achieving it at, at such incredible levels um, I, I it just i 'm really pleased with that it makes me really happy now you said you you would go to
1: beulah 's home oh absolutely and i i 've noticed since i 've been here you you open your home mm. you like to have people come to your house Always. you have the, this men's, this men 's group meets at your home yep. So tell me a little bit about we have a pool ministry too, yeah, is your pool open by <laughs> yeah,
2: well, not immediately, but in the next two weeks it will be okay that's yeah nice. and and that pool ministry is kind of nice because we got a group of people that love to come over and go swimming in the pool, and my pool is open, and uh, I've always you know said that God made that he put the the resources there and put the pool there, and it's supposed to be used, that's what mm. it's for, yeah.
1: So, I mean, because to me, you know, maybe in California and in other parts of the country, having people over your home, that's a little more normal. Absolutely. But it seems here, there's, and maybe it's just in the last few years, but it seems like people's homes are, that's a big deal to be invited to somebody's house and to go over a lot.
2: Yeah, I, I learned that from my, actually from my in-laws, my, mm-hmm. Pat and Ruth Williams, Kathy's parents, and my father-in-law's uh, one of my best friends in this world and he's we lost him a couple of years ago now mm-hmm. um he was a mentor in so so many different ways and he uh he was just an incredible human being i love him i miss him robert says to me every single day well both my dad and and my father-in-law have passed on now and robert says to me every day uh and he has this little if you know robert he he says to me, I miss grandpas," mm. And I have to say, I have to come back to him and say, yes, I miss him too, but we're going to see him in heaven again one day, aren't Amen. we? <laughs> and once I say that, and it has to be said in those exact words, in that phraseology, if you will, then he's okay and he moves on. And mm. two hours later, he comes back and says the exact same thing. And I say it the same way, and he's content and happy. And But anyway, I, to finish that thought that you asked me about... Um, Pat and Ruth's home was open. Mm-hmm. It was open all the time, and you know we we just would would uh, have parties and and have people over. And Pat and Ruth too, for that matter. They they loved people and mm-hmm. they enjoyed people. And we would we went out all the time. And Pat and I played golf together. And uh, he's my golfing buddy. And <laughs> it. uh I miss him immensely. Yeah, I just uh, I'm looking forward to playing golf with him again someday. Hopefully, Amen. Praise the Lord. Anyway, but yeah, Monday nights we have our Bible study. I thought it was really sweet, by the way. So your
1: son Robert, yes, uh, was born with Down syndrome. Yes, and how old is he now? Thirty-seven. He got baptized last. Well, he did a couple Sundays ago. Now, yes, and that was, that was interesting at the very end. You know, we we had talked a little bit. Are you going to say anything? And he said he might or he would. And after he he'd already gotten none of that was coached. Dunked, it, I know. So he yeah. I, I, I we were giving <laughs> it back to Pastor to, to take it away. But and I it seemed like he wanted to say something. So I gave it to him, and that was sweet. He talked about his grandpa Pat. and yeah, How uh, he wanted to. He would uh, see him again
2: in heaven. You know. And uh, before you he. You said, you know, Robert, is there anything you'd like to say? And he took the microphone away from you, and I went, oh, church, fashion your seatbelts, because I I have no control over this, and we don't know where we're going. But he just said, I want to thank my church family. I love Mm. you all, and I want to thank God and the Holy Spirit. That really blessed me. I thought that was very appropriate. He did really, really well. I was so proud of him. That was a sweet, sweet uh, moment. A couple of his brothers was there. um, one brother, they couldn't. They were, they'd been away on vacation and were in the process of driving home, but they've watched, since watched the video with us. And mm. it, uh, yeah, Greg sent me a,
1: a video. It was nice because yeah.
2: Lisa couldn't be there, so she was yeah. Glad, she got to see it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a one. I, oh, we would, Kathy and I were laying in bed one night and I said to her, I said, you know, I don't remember Robert's baptism. When was that? She said, you don't remember it because he hasn't been baptized. And I went, really? So I, mm. I, I called Art Stone because I thought Art you know, would remember when Because I thought she was wrong, to be honest <laughs> with you. I, just, I should... I, I actually, Kathy, I apologize. I shouldn't have questioned you. I know it's your, on the record now. Your memory is way better than mine. Um, but anyway, I called Art and he didn't remember it. And so I, I mm. called Deb here in the church office and she said, we have records of Chris and Greg and Pat, but we don't have any of Robert. And I said, mm. Kathy said, it's because at the time... We didn't think that he understood what uh, what was happening. And I said, Well he understands now. Mm. So let's get this accomplished. And so I called that you Pastor great. John and we got it done. So awesome. Yeah, and it, what it a was a blessing. Yeah. It was a blessing. That, um, yeah.
0: I enjoyed it immensely. His involvement I love I mean, we were practicing uh, this this has happened on several occasions, but we we run through some of the songs on Sunday mornings and boy when you know, some people come in the room and you know, you can Gage their reactions to certain things, but when Robbie comes into the room on Sunday morning and we're going through those songs, man, his hands go right up, he stops right where he is right in his tracks, and he just worships the Lord and he's been able to be a part with you uh, yeah. on those worship teams and what an example what an awesome testimony it, it um, he's all in mm, I love that there's no doubt yeah. he's a, <laughs> so he's a good boy what um you know I, I've heard it said that you know, families that have uh, children with Down syndrome or or other things that might be extra challenging. That, that you learn quite a lot. And I know that you and Kathy have spoken on different occasions about you know this. And uh, what are some things that the Lord has has taught you and as you've walked through uh, that journey? Um. How much time do we have, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, that wasn't exactly where I thought you were going with that question. <laughs> um, and, and, uh, where I thought you were going with that question is people have said to me early on, right after Robert was born, they said, oh, you and Kathy must be very special people, or oh, God. Hmm. And I just, I got to the point where I said to Kathy, you go, the next one that says I'm special. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> we're going to have a little discussion, but... God gives a, special a, people a, to a, special a, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. And... and but we have we've learned so much, I kind of envision that the day's going to come and i and I picture the Scott Toll and I have talked about this mm-hmm. on several occasions and and uh, we talk about what it's going to be like in you know in in heaven, and I can see Robert with a glorified body and a full speech pattern and mm. being able to and i'm just I'm convinced that he's going to sit down and scream at me for about five years <laughs> and 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 I'm just going to smile and go ahead and <laughs> enjoy yourself have at it, because I, I probably deserve it. Um, but mm. we've learned th- the biggest thing that you learn is patience. Mm. Uh, mm. and it's it's difficult, but it's been a, a real blessing to our family in a lot of a lot of different ways,
1: mm.
2: because you, uh, I'll give you an example. And we're a little bit competitive. And I think that's probably an understatement. But anyway, and they pro- I think they get that from their mother. But um, <laughs> I'm not completely sure about that. But we were at UNH one day for the Special Olympics. And Robert was in the 100-yard dash. And that's back before it was the 100-meter dash. And Anyway, so he's got the middle lane. There are five people. And Kathy and I are there with Chris and Greg and Pat. Or the whole family's there. And we're standing at the just before the staging area. And, and we're having a conversation and we're coaching him up big time. And I'm going to say Chris is probably 17, Greg's 15 and Pat's, I don't know, 12 or 13 and, or maybe 10 or 12. I don't don't really remember. Um, But anyway, everybody was playing competitive sports at a state level and, and it was fun. So we're, Telling Rob, okay, listen, you got to stay. You have to be focused, Rob. You're in the middle lane. That's a good lane because you you can see everybody on both sides here. So you just, what we're going to do is we're going to send Chris and Greg and Pat down to the other end. You keep your eyes exclusively. Just focus. (laughs) Just determination, dogged determination. Right on them. And when you hear that gun go off, you just run as fast as you can all the way down to the other end. And mom and I will stay here. And and we'll cheer on you, so you'll hear us cheering from here, and then you'll hear Chris and Greg and Pat from the other end cheering. So um, we got a plan. It just you know, it's, <laughs> we're ready. We, I think we got a good shot at getting the gold because he doesn't like ribbons. If you're first, second, or third, you get a medal. If you're fourth or fifth, you get a ribbon, and mm. he doesn't want no ribbons. <laughs> for him. So anyway, the gun goes off. He takes off. He's maybe. Three feet in front of the next closest guy. It, it's all, and what I didn't tell you is it's run right in front of the stands at UNH on the football field. And the track field circles the football field, and there were probably I don't know twelve or fourteen hundred fans in the stands, wow. and it was it, it's, yeah, it's well attended, yeah. yeah. And they they all stand up and cheer. Well, he got right in front of them, which is about halfway through the hundred yard dash or fifty yards down. And he saw them, and he stopped, and he turned sideways, and he took a bow, um, and then he quartered really? and bowed again, and then he quartered back and bowed again. <laughs> and then he finished the race fifth. <laughs> and Kathy, I don't know, I won't speak for Kathy, but I, for one, and I know for a fact that Chris and Greg and Pat were not happy. <laughs> <laughs> you had that race all one, Robert. Oh my goodness. And, and I'm walking down there, and, I'm, and I know what they're going to say and i'm thinking to myself you know what 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 do i say here because this is a teaching moment not for robert because robert got robert got his gratification he got exactly what he wanted he won that crowd he did (laughs) and he would have run another race the exact same way given the given the opportunity (laughs) but it's a teaching moment for chris and greg and Patton. and i just got down there and i said to the to the guys i go listen he got what he wanted and you know part of competition is figuring out what the prize is mm. and if the prize is worth what the cost of, of uh, yeah. the competition is and that was one of the big learning moments that we had in our lives that that mm. that he, ta- he teaches us stuff all the time and you kind of had to change
1: what the prize was in oh. robert right oh yeah
2: absolutely i mean it, <laughs> when we had just we had two kids chris and greg and uh boy you know life was life was good i, I thought i was on the fast track we were, mm-hmm. we were doing well i i owned the store and and uh kathy was home raising the children and which is which is what we wanted that was and and you make concessions because mom stays home and, and uh and raises the children but anyway long story short they were you know tall and straight and smart and Blonde-haired and blue-eyed, and we got out to California one year to visit Kath's folks, and Pat and Ruth had an open house for us so that everybody, all of their friends could meet the grandchildren, Mm -hmm. which I do now, that, you know, come meet the Mm -hmm. grandchildren. And I'll, I'll never forget, one of the ladies came up to me and said, oh, they look just like the Kennedy children. And I thought <laughs> I would tell you I couldn't even go in the house for like two weeks because I couldn't get my head through the door, right. <laughs> all oh, swollen wow. right up. And you know, I, but I was proud and and I was pleased. And uh, and then Robert came to live with us, and <laughs> and that was that was real different. He was born and I and I delivered him, and uh, mm. and I took one look at him and I knew um, immediately that he had Downs i couldn't talk to kathy about it she looked at him and she knew and she couldn't talk to me about it so we went two weeks in denial uh, not talking to one another about what mm. about that 800 pound elephant in the room mm. um but then mm. fortunately dr smith who dr smith was a, he delivered me so i'll get, give you an idea how long ago dr smith has been around but he called us into his office and had the test results back and whatnot, and officially, and, and told us, and and our lives changed um, significantly. Mm. And I didn't take it very well. I uh, I had a hard time with it for a long, long, long time, and and that was one of the. Uh, I told you that it wasn't a a, a gradual ascent to maturity <laughs> in my Christian walk. That were that were, was. Black days, mm-hmm. I I was unsure of, about what. Uh, I, I, to be very honest with you, I blamed God, um, and uh, didn't understand why I was doing all the right things. I my family goes to church every week, and we give money to the church, and we, you know, we try to be nice people, and and you know, it has nothing to do with that. Mm. So that's not the criteria not the criteria at all and uh, and we finally learned that we figured that out and and you John were instrumental in helping me years later overcome even some of the residual stuff that was still Mm -hmm. floating around in the back of my head but um but in I do have to say in all of it God continued to bless us they were hard times um but those hard times were in retrospect good because they drove us together as a as a family and um we made the kathy and i made the decision that we were going to make it that we were going to Mm. and uh i remember we were on the back patio at grandpa pat's house in southern california and my mom and dad were there at the time and I, i don't even remember why but and kathy and i knew that she was pregnant with patrick and Kathy announced to everyone on the on the uh, <laughs> patio that we were going to have another child, and I was mm. bound to determine to have a girl. i I've kind of given up on that now. It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But fortunately, I have uh, currently six, and what is potentially number seven. We don't. I'm not sure yet. Mm. Um, girls, granddaughters, and. They and the grandsons are the love of my life. Mm. Uh, grandchildren are uh, God's reward for growing old or older. <laughs> I don't I I won't put on growing old, but no older. Way. <laughs> girls give a lot of sugar, don't they? Uh, little,
1: they're uh, sweethearts. Mm. Well, but they're different than boys. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, I don't know if you follow the news or not, but the Kennedys didn't turn out that great. So
2: I I <laughs> do it was more be better the, to be a Kennedys. It was the Kennedy. more the uh, the image, I guess. I know. I know. I love the. I love the fact that it, the the image was. Yeah. Was desirable, I guess, mm-hmm. is the word. But you, you, but your whole family
1: changed what is prized and what is. Oh, absolutely. And what's valuable and. Yeah. Not that that's why God did it, because but, I agree. I think God hates that 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 as much as you would hate it, and uh, He's going to make it right one day. It's mm-hmm. not as though in heaven. You know, he's as he should be with Downs. It's not the case. Uh, No. No. So he's
2: going to fix it. Um, Yep. He's going to fix it. The words you said to me that day were, God was just as sad that Robert had Down syndrome as I was. Mm. And uh, those words, for the most part, changed my life. They changed my thought process. And uh, one of the things, I have a journal, and I write in my Mm. journal things that are important to me and things that I think are important to the way people live their lives. And it's one of those things that someday will be given to my children. Mm-hmm. And um, there are letters to the kids in there. There are letters to my wife in there. There are there, there are thoughts that are very, very important to me. And um, one of the things in there says, and uh, in, in, uh, I don't want to misquote it, but anyway, just a moment. And... It um, it says this. It says, if, if you want to change the way you live, you must first change the way you think. Mm. And I thought, I have always thought that that's very appropriate. Amen. Because you, for the most part, you are as you think.
1: And, you know, you've said a few times in this interview that you, you don't want to be driven by feelings. And But I think your feelings are subservient to your thoughts. I mean, you... You are somebody. Well, most of them.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you have, you're a person of conviction. And I think what you're, you've allowed, what you know, and what you, you understand to be true, to
2: drive ultimately your feelings about things. They have to. I don't. I a long, when I was a kid, um, I, I look back now and I think I never thought about anything. I, I and and that, in a lot of ways, was a gift. Our uh, my parents are my. You know, our parents. I have a sister and a younger brother. Uh, I'm the oldest. and Jean's in the middle, and Steve's the youngest. They um, they protected us in so many ways, and and ironically, it was in a time where we didn't need a lot of protection. I mean, the mm. world was a was a much different place in the late '50s and early '60s than it is today. Mm. Today, kids need, I think, a whole lot more protection. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe one of the things that that how that kind of manifested itself is that I didn't think about anything. I didn't have to. I knew that when I got home, um, dinner was on the table. I knew I had a bed to sleep in. I knew my parents loved me, and and I was very, very blessed in all of those things. And um, But it, it translated for me into that I didn't have to think about anything. It was mm-hmm. all done for me. And then all of a sudden the days started to come where... I had to start thinking about those things. So mm. that they, they, they really needed to put themselves into, into a chronological order, and, and hence the journal and the, all the other things that I read and write. Mm.
0: I love that. And that was a gift, you told me earlier, from
2: your mother. Right? My mother gave me that journal. My mother loves to make lists, and I tease her about the lists <laughs> all the time. And, and, <laughs> and uh, now I make lists because I just can't remember, I can't remember all the all. Today's list has all, my podcast to be here at 9.30. Perfect. <laughs> all of those things are on the list. Yeah. So, That's good. Just check them off as we go by. I like so, that.
0: That's helpful. Well, that will be a, you know, there are a lot of treasures you've given to your family and and give daily to your family, but I, I believe that'll be a gift that keeps on
2: giving too. It's important. I, um... It's nice to know how people think, mm. because if you know how somebody thinks, the first for me anyway, the first thing that I say to that is, okay, they are thinking, they are interested in mm. what is happening in their world, they, and why are they thinking, and what are they thinking, and do they want to have an impact on their world, and if they want to have an impact, how are they going to impact their world, mm. and all of those things. It, uh, it, God has blessed me in so many ways. I had no no concept as a child that, that this is what uh, my life was going to be like and i'm just i i tell kathy and she <laughs> kind of looks at me Go okay yeah right whatever he <laughs> said i wake up every morning excited to hear what i'm going to say next and, <laughs> and and i and what i mean by that is that that every day is new every day mm-hmm. is a treasure and every day is is something that's that's fun and mm. I'm fortunate that I, I get to be with my four sons, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't get a chance to, to be with them as much as I want to. They all have families, and they are all doing doing their things. And, and
1: Cats I'm, in the cradle.
2: I am extremely proud of every one of my boys, and they have done wonderful things. Mm-hmm. They are the biggest thing that I'm proud of, or the thing that I'm proud of probably the most... Is that they have a relationship with the Lord Praise and, God. Mm. and that they are all involved in their local church? They they're not involved in my church, other than Robert, um, but they're involved in their church and they're, the Lord. they're working mm. on doing things. And I'd like to think that I had a little piece of helping that along the way. Somewhere. Awesome, you had a big so, part in that. Yeah. So anyway, I'm proud of them.
0: Good. They're good
2: boys. They're good, they're, they're good men. <laughs>
0: but they'll always be mom and dad's boys. Yeah. That's, that's true. For sure. For sure. Well, Mark, we've uh, learned quite a lot today, and I'm thankful for this time with you. And I don't
1: by, by the way, when we get to heaven, can Josh and I join that foursome one time? Absolutely. You would, yes.
2: Absolutely. You're going to have to teach me how to hit a draw, though. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> now, by, by the way, in heaven, I mean, are we bogeying up there? No, every hole, every shot's a hole in one. As far I, oh, I, I wow. guess it's going to get that, boring.
1: I know. I don't think that'll be fun.
2: I guess we we just won't throw our clubs and get upset. I, I don't know that I've ever thrown a club. Oh, okay. I've thrown a couple of tantrums on <laughs> shots that I was unhappy with myself. About. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm not sure that I had a club go aerial. <laughs> Well, I, I hope. Well, anyway, I'll be glad. Pastor, is that a confession? I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm confessing, just, I'm not confessing that just, nothing. That just
0: lets you know he's played with me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I know the golf that he's playing now. You have to throw things because he's playing yeah, frisbee oh, golf. Oh, so. that's true. That's true. That is maybe true. That's, it will, it's forty
1: and slip. There may be a club or two and a couple of ponds. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I, I, or I, otherwise, I just left them green side or something. I don't, I don't know where they ended up. Yeah, that,
0: that one's done. I'm done with that. One. Anyway. This, my, that's my ministry, though, Mark, when I play golf. I'm a minister. And so it's my job to make everybody else I'm playing with look really good. And you know what? I'm very good at that. So, You'd
2: have your hands full today playing, <laughs> playing golf and making me look good today. But let me just
1: say on the
0: microphone,
1: we love you very
2: much, Mark, yes. and I'm very thankful for your
1: ministry to me and my family. Mm. And I, I appreciate your ministry here as head elder. You are a wonderful pastor and servant mm. to our church. It's we mutual gentleman. I echo I, that. Uh, we love you.
2: I am very pleased with the way things are going. And I don't want this to sound like a commercial, but I do want to say this before we're done, that That Emmanuel Church today, I I truly believe, is in a very, very healthy place, and you guys have an enormous, enormous um, portion or contribution to where we are and what we're doing and how we're doing it. And I think that God is blessing us, and I think that Emmanuel Church is uh, is healthy. Well, I praise God for your
0: broad shoulders, my friend. Amen. (laughs) You've got broad shoulders. And I'm glad he's still speaking, and that we—he's given us hearts to listen. That's, uh, Amen. That's huge. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mark. And uh, we hope that uh, our conversation today with you has uh, given our listeners a better picture of your life, your story. And I would encourage you, if you're listening to this too, to seek Mark out. I'm sure you'd be willing for yeah, that. Absolutely. To to ask further questions, find out more about his story. Uh, that today would just be a, a way to keep the conversation going. So Amen. Thank you for having me. It's, lo- been a, it's been a pleasure. We love you, brother. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Sunday Dinner Podcast. We look forward to talking with you again soon.